huge fucking nerd. That's right, I'm a huge fucking nerd. I like lots of books and computers, cause I am a huge fucking nerd. One of a kind shades made to order by Vaporshades.com. Vaporshades designs the outer layer of the sunglasses just like a wrap on a car. They customize your sunglasses, marbling the paint. The end result is no two pair of sunglasses are alike. Yours will be completely unique to you. Check us out at Vaporshades.com. Use promo code TUTTLE for 15% off your entire order. Get ready for your daily dose of TUTTLE. Uh, the all-time greatest uh, intern slash producer we've ever had, of course, TUTTLE. TUTTLE in Florida. From the Vapor Shades Hobo Fish Camp, it's the TUTTLE Daily Podcast. No wonder nobody likes you, TUTTLE. Everything's a goddamn debate. Welcome to another edition of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Kind of a gloomy day today. I I woke up and I knew that the weather was not going to be great because the older and older I get, man, goddamn my sinuses. It's like I'm walking around in a cloud until about noon every single day. Uh, Any of those remedies, I I would like to hear from you because like Advil, Aleve just isn't kicking it. I'm already on a little bit of Adderall, and I I try to stay away from Sudafed because I don't want to be cracked out of my mind. I've heard that uh, Zyrtec or whatever is pretty damn good. Uh, If you get a chance, check out my website, Tuttle.net. That's Tuttle with two Ds, T-U-D-D-L-E.net. Now, there's a couple of ways you can get a hold of me. You can uh, send me an email, Tuttle at gmail.com, or you can leave me a voicemail, 407-270-3044. Once again, that is 407-270-3044. I want to welcome my newest advertiser. Yes. I mean, a lot of you guys are like, oh, how are you making your money? Uh, I'm doing it the old-fashioned way, how radio does it. I do my show, do my show, get some traction, gain daily subscribers, and that's how I get it. Now, this new advertiser, Starfire uh, Transport, That might sound familiar because uh, Brian, Brian, who is big time Bubba Army, I met him uh, working at the BRN and he transports things. He's not like I'm sure he could drive a semi truck if he needed to, but he's got a badass setup. A lot of the snowbirds that want to come down for the winter down here in the south, uh, they got to travel and they got to carry their fifth wheels or RVs. And Brian can take care of all of that stuff for you. So you can just drive or fly down here. But my buddy, Josh, Josh Callie, uh, up in Canada, the guy that does uh, my opening, my production pieces, my liners, my clothes, and he whipped up this spot and I wanted to play it for you. And I just want to thank Brian for coming on board because he is helping me pay the bills every single day. Boost Mobile, Good Life Organics. Uh, Vaporshades.com. I've had so many of them since the beginning of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. So let's listen to this spot. I know it's going to be good because everything uh, Josh does is amazing. Wish you could have just flown and had your vehicle arrive a day or two later so you can enjoy more time doing what's important to you? Well, you can. Just give Starfire Transport a call. I got to tell you, man, I am so fortunate to have met Josh Kelly from the Tom and Dan show. A mediocre time with Tom and Dan. Check out their website, TomandDan.com. But man, how is Josh not doing this for a living? I mean, he. I mean, I plug everything for him. If you want to get all of his contact, maybe you're a radio person and you want to hire him for to do production. I mean, he doesn't even have to go to you. He's got his own 
set up at his house and he does all of this here and i he's got a great voice as well too i mean way better than mine and i've been doing this goddamn shit for like 20 years let the professionals do the driving while you're flying starfire transport specializes in rv and auto transport they'll also haul watercraft from boats to pwc's cargo trailers and more service available throughout the continental united states so don't wait call brian today at 574-349-4193 or 989-751-6106 for your next move. I mean, maybe this is why I'm not actually working in radio at the moment. And this is just jokes. It is a joke. And I, you know, I'm going to be honest. I know that Brian at Starfire Transport would get this. But drug dealers, are you moving drugs or something? You got like two phones. One is one your personal, the other one your burner. I mean, come on, Brian. I I mean, I know you're a busy guy, but two phones? 10% off for veterans past or present. Also, make sure to tell them Tuttle sent you for an additional discount. That's Starfire Transport. I'm not trying to put myself on the same level as a Army or just any veteran in general. But goddamn, it's kind of nice to be there. Hey, if you're a veteran, plus you listen to the most kick-ass podcasts on the internet, the Tuttle Daily Podcast, you get an additional percentage off. Now... I want to know how much less of a percentage I'm getting over the veterans. Of course, they deserve more. But I mean, like if they get 10, I mean, they should get 9% at least. I mean, make me a percentage. I mean, I didn't fight or die for this country, but I mean, just 1% under. And by the way, those are just jokes. I know a lot of you guys, I support the Army. I support uh, Leo, law enforcement officers. Uh, Yeah, there's some bad ones. But guess what? I mean, if you're not doing wrong, well, you know what? I shouldn't say that. I mean, there's a lot of people out there that get killed by bad cops not doing anything wrong at all. So I want to get into my next story. And this is weird because when I read the headline, they made it seem like they pulled out a a Bowie knife, a Bowie knife, however you pronounce it, and carved a certain phrase or, or a man's last name on a manatee. And this is just how the media hypes things. Now, this is still wrong what was done to this manatee, but somebody carved Trump on the back of this manatee, but the the news made it seem like they actually took a knife and they cut into the skin. Now, if you've not seen manatees before, they're very slow moving. Uh, They're so slow moving that they actually grow barnacles and algae and all types of sea life on their back. Well, I guess these two idiots or whoever it is, they're, they're saying it was multiple people, but they carved Trump in the back of that on the barnacles. They maybe got into the skin, but that's a big, big no-no. Uh, there was a couple of stories a couple of years ago that the tourists, they come down here, they have never seen manatees in their life. A lot of the tourists come down here and the manatees are important. I mean, it's, it is a natural resource. Blue Springs State Park during the winter, that thing is packed like sardines with manatees. And that, that's when they're the most busiest at Blue Springs State Park here in Deland, Florida. So I'm going to get to this story. It's man, I, I got to tell you, Melanie Michaels is the reporter covering this story. She has always been so kind to me and anybody at the BRN when we would go out and cover stories because a lot of the reporters would get so pissed off whenever we would like stand behind them doing their live shots at the lightning games. Yeah, they would, a lot of those reporters would, would actually call the cops or ask security to tell us to leave. Melanie ate that stuff up, man. Like we would hold Ned heads behind her. She loved it and was always so kind, took pictures. 
we would interview her for audio that we can bring back to Bubba. So I digress. Check out Melanie Michaels because this is her story that she is covering. A diver made the disturbing discovery here during a manatee tour on Sunday. She says it broke her heart when she saw it. This video went viral in a matter of moments. A sad situation seen in the warm waters of Homosassa Springs. I was sickened. You know, I was, I was disturbed. I felt like, you know, my stomach was turning. A manatee was found with the word Trump scraped into the algae on its back. See, a lot of people are like, oh, they just scraped the uh, barnacles or the algae. I got to tell you, man, the FWC, the Florida Wildlife Commission, or the game wardens, they do not play with that type of stuff. Like, if you, uh, there was a woman a couple years ago that got arrested because she thought it would be a great idea to ride on top of one of the manatees. And they don't even want you touching them. They don't even want you disturbing them at all. So, now, if you're, if somebody scraped Trump, I got to tell you, if, if that was a MAGA or even the Trump campaign, Yes, it sucks what these people did, but I mean, come on, look at the publicity that this is getting for Trump. Why couldn't this story have broke before the election? This could have been the thing to get him over the top, even though it's wrong. Pretty good viral marketing. Boat Captain Haley Warrington captured the footage. Listen, this is not a dig on Melanie Michaels, but damn, Melanie, like they could have given you a better microphone. I mean, I'm I'm recording on a mic really good road mic, R-O-D-E, into my cell phone, my iPhone 8. This isn't even an iPhone 12. And I'm getting better sound. Did, did, and it's not her fault. It, it should have been her cameraman to make sure the mic was set up correctly because it sounds like she did this dub over talking into a tin can. You know, the first thing that went through my mind was who would do it? Who, who would do something like that? I mean, this is... I know that I can be cynical at times, but they need to look at this woman that did the interview and the day and age that we're living in right now, where everybody wants to be TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook famous. Uh, yeah, I would not put it past this woman. they like, Oh, this manatee hangs out in our backyard, right on the water. Let's scrape Trump right into this manatee's back. They need to look at her re uh, voters registration and see what party she's affiliated with. Cause this bitch right here, I, I would not be shocked. I'm not saying it is a definite thing, but I would not be shocked if this was a woman that was responsible for carving Trump into this manatee's barnacles. An animal that Citrus County itself has protected and educated people on for years and years and years. Haley knows these waters well as both an environmental specialist and... So the more and more I listen to this story as it goes on, I, I'm probably off. She is not a Trump supporter. She's one of those crazy ass PETA people that believes in nature. And I do. I don't want you to think that I don't care about the environment. Florida's natural resources are so important to this state. You know, everybody thinks that people come here to go to Disney, Universal, any of the theme parks. No, they come here for the beaches, the nature, the water, the wildlife. I could see her like, what can I do? Okay, so everybody hates Trump right now. How can I get everybody to start supporting natural resources and, and wildlife conservation? Oh, yes, I will pit Trump. I will carve Trump because, listen, if, if this was somebody that didn't care about animals, they would have cut into the skin. This woman just wanted to promote her cause, scrape Trump on the barnacles, 
and she knew what she was doing. This is goddamn genius. This woman, yes, it sucks that she did it to the manatee, but look at all the exposure it's getting for her cause. A captain taking tourists and locals alike on manatee tours, watching the gentle creatures safely and responsibly at a distance. I call them floating potatoes because that's really all they, I mean, they're as docile as a rock. You can't. I know there's a lot of people out there that have never seen a manatee or have never read about a manatee, but they call them sea cows, not floating potatoes, you dumb bitch. Uh, They call them sea cows. I know she's trying to be funny, but they shouldn't even be called sea cows. For one, they're in freshwater all the time. And number two, they eat every single thing that you're going to find in the waterways around here. And I know that a lot of people, that's why they should call them sea goats. That should be the perfect name, sea goats. I know whoever created the name was uncreative. What can we call them? Sea cows? Yeah, because they're big. All right, we'll go with that. But the reason I call them sea goats, and I know a lot of the boaters here in, in Florida hate manatees. They, have, they, they cannot stand them. I'm not saying all of them. I shouldn't paint with a broad brush. But there are so many people that are upset that they cannot go as fast as they want to. Because manatees are slow moving and boats are faster than them. And that's why you see all of those scars on their backs. They... they You would be like, you should play the lottery if you find a manatee that does not have prop scars on its back. It's just a common thing you see on manatees. But these boaters want to bitch and complain. And the reason that I call them sea goats is, do you realize if we did not have the manatees, how overrun our waterways would be with vegetation? I mean, just go down the St. John's River or St. John's River here in Florida. Uh, that place would be impassable because of all the vegetation that's growing up. And that's why I want to call them sea goats because they eat everything in their path. And another interesting thing that I have to bring up about manatees is that people just think, oh, because they're in the intercoastal. Here in the intercoastal where the Hobo Fish Camp is, it is saltwater. Uh, manatees cannot drink saltwater. And one of the funnest or funniest things and most fun things that I that I get to do whenever I catch fish is go down and clean them at the cleaning station. And, you know, it's fresh water. You're cleaning off the fish and then that water empties out into the salt water. And I don't know what it is about manatees, but they can sniff out that fresh water because they cannot drink this water because it has salt in it and they will fight over it. If you get a, a, uh, a hose and put it in the water, they will grab that thing like a baby and lay on their back and just float like an otter, and they will suck that fresh water down, and they will fight. They will fight and push each other out of the way just to get to that fresh water. You can't see a manatee ever be aggressive. It's just, it's never there. They're like little puppy dogs. So when Haley saw this as she was leading a manatee tour on Sunday. When a cop goes into a murder case, the first thing they look at, I mean, they want to look at the evidence, but then they also want to look at motive. This woman has three separate occasions of motive. Think about this. She's either a Trump supporter. They need to check her registration and uh, what party she's affiliated with. Number two, she's into wildlife conservation. Yes, I know it sucks, but that's why they didn't cut deep into the manatee's uh, blubber. 
Uh, that's why they did it on the barnacle. Number three, she has a tour business to go see manatees, and this is the best publicity that you could ever. Yeah, I mean, money cannot buy this type of publicity. I saw some of the biggest Twitter accounts because everybody's angry at Trump right now, posting it, talking about how despicable it is that they did this to this manatee. Yeah, it sucks, but let's not act like we actually hurt the manatee. Was it against the law? Yes, you're not even supposed to get near a manatee here in the state of Florida. She was shocked, saddened, and so disappointed that someone did this. Most likely, she says, I owe Melanie Michaels and her cameraman a, a little bit of an apology. Whoever edited this story down, I don't know if Melanie does it or the camera guy does it, but I just figured out why the audio did not sound as good as or as well as it could because they're running like sound effects of the camera being shown underwater showing the manatee. So those are bubbles that you're hearing in the scuba diver. Those are all the noises that you're hearing in the background. Maybe maybe this audio wasn't that great for a podcast or a radio show, but that's what was going on. I finally figured it out, people. By raking fingernails across the manatee skin. Okay, hold the phone. Hold up. So you're telling me they didn't even use like a tool or anything to scrape this into the manatee's back? I mean, they used fingernails? My God, the manatee probably loved this. You know, guys, I know how radio listeners are, and please don't try to start stuff, but bigger people, let's uh, say a certain radio host that I last worked with, Everybody knows he had small arms, right? Everybody knows because everybody made the jokes about the T-Rex arm. There were some parts of his back that he could not reach. And there were a couple of times, I hate to admit this, that Bubba made me, oh, God damn it. I said, his, you know what? You guys all knew who I was talking about. But he made me clip his toenails one day at the race shop. Uh, <laughs> listen. I, I'm not one of those guys that think that I'm too good at something, but I, I got to tell you, that was a very surreal moment. I'm like, what am I doing with my life that I am clipping the toenails of the radio host that I work for? And I'm like, eh, my dad always told me you do what your boss tells you to do. But I, I ended up doing it because he's paying me. I mean, there's certain things that I wouldn't do, but what I'm trying to say is when your boss asks you to do something, you do it. Yes, I clipped his toenails and maybe scratched his back a couple of times. I don't have many fingernails, but what I'm trying to say is this manatee, this manatee probably was like, oh, yes, I've been trying to reach that spot. I've been trying to get these goddamn barnacles off of my back. So are, are people pissed that the manatee got hurt because the manatee did not get hurt? I don't think he did, but you can't tell me that it doesn't feel good when somebody just that that itch you cannot reach or you got that little thing on your back. A lot of these bodybuilders, they get so big that you could put a piece of duct tape or whatever in the middle of their back and they cannot reach that spot. And they will they'll even ask you for them. And these guys are at the top of their athletic ability by working out. They look amazing. Now, you're telling me that fingernails fingernails goddamn fingernails hurt a manatee when they survive getting run over by boats every single day it's just not happening what is going on here Did this woman make such a big deal about this 
Is this the media not doing their job? Or is this just people hating Trump so much? Like, I don't like him. I kind of hate him, but I hate all politicians. But what I'm trying to say is, what is going on here? What? I mean, we are living in crazy times right now that because we hate a politician so much, we're going to make a big deal. All the local news is going to cover this just because somebody used their fingernails, kind of helped out the manatee a little bit and carved Trump in it. That's got to be the reason. Be just because it says Trump. They've scraped across it and down to create the letters, and um, eventually they hit the skin. There was no superficial wounds from what I saw. All right, here, let me let me Google this. I'm, I'm typing it, it. You know, I was making fun of Brian earlier for having two phones, but you know what? That, that was very hypocritical of me. I have two phones. So let me type this in here real quick. Okay, uh, can manatees read? It's telling me right now. I just Googled it. Manatees cannot read. So what's the big fucking deal? Yes, I know that it's completely against the law to molest manatees. That's what they call it when you molest the wildlife. You interact with them when you shouldn't be. But it's not like these goddamn manatees can read anything. You think he's going to get made fun of? They're going to be like, hey, uh, did you see George? Yeah, um, he's a Trump supporter now. He, he has Trump on his back. And it's not like that manatee is going to get ostracized or anything. He's not going to get kicked out of the tribe of manatees or sea goats. Yeah, it's just not happening. And that woman even admitted there are no superficial wounds. Yes, laws were broken. But, I mean, does the manatee really ever ca- even care? I mean, they kind of did the manatee a favor getting some of those fucking barnacles off of his back. Haley immediately alerted state and federal wildlife agents since laws protect manatees and anyone harassing them is subject to a $50,000 fine and up to a year in prison. The fact that we see this happening in our backyard is really concerning. In order to make sure this manatee did not endure future harassment, federal agents supervised as Haley cleaned the mammal's back for safety purposes. Then she watched it as it swam away. I am a I am not a Trump supporter in no means at all. But this woman just did the same exact thing that she's complaining about the people. And I'm sure she used something rougher than somebody's fingernails. This whole story is just because everyone is so goddamn pissed at Donald Trump right now. And the media is like, oh, my God, somebody carved Trump with their fingernails on the back of a manatee. Get out there immediately. Who cares about the uh, insurgents that are planning on armed protests at all 50 capitals? Let's not even worry about the coronavirus or the pandemic we're going through right now. Fuck it. Drop what you're doing. Stop the presses. Even though I know it's TV. Stop the press. Because everybody in the movie is like, when a breaking story comes, stop the presses. That's exactly what the program director at Melanie Michaels Station was like. I don't care about those three people or that that cop that was, you know, run over when he only had one shift left and he was about to retire. I want you to cover the manatee story. We cannot have people giving manatees back rubs and then leaving Trump scraped in the barnacles. We just cannot have this in our state. It's a travesty. But uh, that's how I pictured it going. Going to take a quick break. Went long this first segment. You are listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. He's a nerd. I've only been arrested one time. 
a radio personality. Professionally, I'm not in the best position that I've ever been in. And hot talk satirizer? You would think with everything that's going on, a Caucasian like myself wouldn't be able to randomly talk to an African-American or a minority. You're listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Have you considered owning your own restaurant franchise? Good Life Organics currently offers territories across the United States. Check out GLO Franchising. That's GLO Franchising on Facebook to sign up for an overview session today. Good Life Organics Franchising, a new partner of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Tell them Tuttle sent you. Send them a message on Facebook at facebook.com slash GLO Franchising. Welcome back to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. I uh, had a general manager, not, not just a program director. I've always wondered that. Back in 2008, there were so many people trying to make a name for themselves in radio. This was during the Great Recession that we had three managers in between us and the top. We had Catherine Brown. She worked her ass off every day. We had Chris Kantenmeyer and then Linda Burke. All great people. But instead of firing the people that actually do the grunt work, <laughs> get rid of one of these managers for the love of Christ. I mean, you could have saved five or six employees. Do we really need three managers? That's the way that I always looked at it. But what I'm trying to say is Chris Kantenmeyer used to have this thing. The joke's always funny when it's not on you. I, I don't know why I did that as a jingle, but it, that's what he would say. Because I, I can't do the Chris Kantenmeyer voice that, like Drew Grabo can or Daniel Dennis. I digress. But are we getting to the point where cancel culture is going to just rule everybody's life. Now, this woman that I'm about to play, and I'll play the story first, and then I'll give you my thoughts, but Haley Deegan or Degan, I don't know. I know it starts with a D, but Haley Degan, who is going to be racing in the Craftsman Truck Series, it still might be Craftsman, who knows, but the Truck Series uh, in general. She is 19 years old. I don't know why any of these people that own race teams would allow any of their drivers on iRacing. iRacing is a racing simulator for NASCAR. Uh, and they do the, the Xfinity series and the truck series as well too. The tracks are, are so accurate because they go around and they laser map the whole entire track. But Haley Dagan was iRacing. Because do you remember Kyle Larson got in trouble for saying the N-word. Well, Haley Diggin got in trouble by, by being on iRacing and saying something dumb. But she is a goddamn teenager. Some headlines on the NASCAR front. 19-year-old Haley Deegan apologizing after using an offensive word during an iRacing event yesterday. Deegan apologized on Twitter, calling her use of the insensitive word as, quote, inappropriate slang and a stupid thing to do. NASCAR officials will require Deegan to take sensitivity training before the season. In case you're wondering, the word was the R word. I love how this news station waited until the very last minute to tell you the word she said. Because when I first heard this story, I was like, uh-oh, another NASCAR driver saying the N-word. But no, it was the R word. It was a goddamn R word. I'm saying goddamn a lot. But what I'm trying to say is, yes, the R word, retard. 
I'm going to say it one time, uh, is offensive. It's insensitive. But are we just willing and ready to throw a 19-year-old girl's career out the window? No, NASCAR never in a million years would have gotten rid of her because this is going to be the first time we might have a legitimate female driver in the NASCAR series. She's going to be racing the trucks next year, but come on, people. Seriously, think about when you were a teenager. Think of the horrible, outrageous stuff we said to our friends, talked about behind people's backs. But guess what we didn't have back then? We didn't have social media. We didn't have like high speed Internet where everybody could see and, and, and hear what you do for a living. And like I said, uh, she's got to be smarter than this, but NASCAR is not going to get rid of her. This is like a pomp and circumstance right now. Haley, never say the R word again. But are we really going to make that big of a deal about that? I'm, I'm just saying. And I don't want to be one of those stereotypical radio guys that says, oh, hey, guess what? Uh, what do you do when you try to slow an engine down? I don't know. What? Uh, you retard it. Uh, I mean, the English language is so confusing because there's a lot of words that mean two separate things, a lot of words that sound the same. So I can understand. Now, do I, do I think anybody really, really was offended by what Haley Deegan said? And I'm going to play for you right now. This is fun. Oh, hey, who's the retard behind me? Don't do that, please. I'm calling it right now. Nobody was really, really offended. This was a jealous girl that she knows that is a friend or an acquaintance or somebody she went to school with, or I'll, I'll take it one step further. You know, a lot of these women or men, when they when they get some type of traction, they they get uh, famous or, or just they're well-known. What's going to happen is they're going to trade up. And this is nothing but a jealous boyfriend is like, hell yeah, I'm stalking everything Haley Diggins doing. Let me see what, oh my God, she said retard. I got to call this in. I'm going to tweet it out. I'm going to call all the disability uh, fundraising places. We're going to cause an uproar just because she dumped me because she traded up because she's famous now. Screw that bitch. Now, I mean, listen, is it right that she used the R word? No, it's not. But you, you also got to understand it was the heat of the moment. Uh, we all say a lot of horrible things. And this is why I would never, ever let any of my drivers or big names on iRacing. It's just not going to happen because you're going to be dumb. You're going to say something stupid because I, I imagine, and listen, I've been in a lot of the NASCAR garages. There was a longest time when I worked at Real Radio 104.1. There is no difference between NASCAR crews, owners, drivers, and any other professional sports team locker room. It, 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 everybody is trying to outdo each other. And then when you get in one of those moments where you're in front of people, you forget. You think you're in the garage. You think you're in the locker room and you can just be yourself. Now, there's Kyle Larson. Do I think Kyle Larson's a racist? No, I, I really don't think he is. Do you guys even like realize that Kyle Larson was in the diversity driving program in NASCAR? He's half Asian. Now, I don't know if Asians have some type of hate towards African-Americans, but goddamn, I mean, that is way worse than anything that Haley Deegan said. Because, it, it, yes, 
I keep going back. I'm not defending what she said, but are we willing to throw away a career of a 19-year-old woman that has busted her ass all of her life? And I know you're like, oh, 19, uh, she's really been working her ass. Now, these drivers, they start six, seven, even as early as five. I mean, look at look at Bubba's son, Tyler. That kid's been racing. Like, I, I went, I remember when I first started working over there in Tampa. Because I'm in Orlando. Tyler was racing go-karts at the Wide World of Sports out in Dizzy. Went out and covered it, filmed it, because Bubba was out of town that day. Had a radio station event, and I filmed it for him. And I got to tell you, I, uh, Tyler, what is he, 18 right now? Just turned 18 10 years later. He would have been eight. Would have been eight the day that I did that. So what I'm trying to say is she's been working all of her life, even though she's 19, and probably doesn't seem like it's a long time, but it is. So let's not throw away her career over a simple mistake, over a word that a lot of people don't find offensive, which it is offensive. Back to my point of what Chris Kampmeyer said. The joke is always funny when it's not on you. Going to take a quick break. Come back and wrap up the show. You are listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. From the Vapor Shades Hobo Fish Camp. Man, maybe I would have way more sex partners in my life if I just threw caution to the wind. It's the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Tuttle's Daily Podcast is brought to you by StitchYouUp.com. For your embroidery, screen printing, vinyl, and direct-to-garment printing needs, visit StitchYouUp.com. Stitch You Up specializes in custom caps, shirts, decals, and anything you want to personalize. Whether it's one item or large orders, they can handle any size. Unsure about what you want? Let Stitch You Up help you with your logo design. Visit stitchyouup.com or contact them, eric at stitchyouup.com. Stitch You Up, definitely not your grandma's embroidery. Welcome back to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Time to wrap up the show. Want to congratulate the Alabama Crimson Tide and Nick Saban. Nick Saban now is the all-time leader in coaching with the most national championships with seven. Now, I I root for the Florida Gators. And, you know, somebody asked me that question. Uh, they asked me, they said, oh, I can't understand why people that didn't go to a school can support a school. Well, I mean, if that's the case, you know how much money these colleges are going to miss out on if only people that went to their school can support them? Yeah, uh, it doesn't work that way. The reason I root for the Gators is because my dad's family is from Gainesville. And that's it. It's very, very simple. So I guess I'm not allowed to root for the Gators because I didn't go to the University of Florida. But I was rooting for the SEC last night. and. I watched the game. It's not like it made a difference because Alabama steamrolled Ohio State. But how is it fair that Alabama rolled in there 12-0 and Ohio State rolled into that game 7-0? This isn't like it's baseball, people. You know, they... Playing that many extra games, that's a lot of wear and tear over the season. A lot of people catching COVID, a lot of people suffering injuries or just being tired or sore. And to be able to roll up in there 7-0, and I mean, that, that was the best matchup that you were going to get 
out of the Final Four. I would have loved to have seen another Alabama-Clemson, but Clemson didn't show up against Ohio State. And maybe that was because Clemson was banged up. I mean, they played so few games, went into it 7-0. and So it just wasn't fair. But also, while I'm on it, let's say congratulations to Tuscaloosa for also winning a national championship because I have not seen a super spreading event like I saw last night. I don't even understand how many, how there could be that many people in Tuscaloosa at the Alabama University of Alabama because the streets were jam-packed. I don't know if you've ever seen those videos when um, people that believe in Islam go to Mecca and they're, they're dancing or, you know, just moving around that big black square thing. I know I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I really don't know. I know a little bit about it, but that's how packed the streets of Tuscaloosa was and not, I, I, I saw a couple of masks, but it, it was few and far between. And I just don't understand because there's going to be a really big problem. Just give it about two weeks and you're going to see that area of the country is going to absolutely explode. Do you guys realize that we're in the middle of a pandemic now? And I think this comes from pandemic fatigue. We're not going to get through this when college students, yes, they're most likely to survive it. But guess what? They're they're spreading it around to older people get it. You know, you got to realize not a lot of older people have people that can help them out. Go to the store, do this, do that for them. So they don't have to be out there uh, around people. This is not happening. And these younger adults, God, I sound like uh, such an old man yelling at kids to get off his lawn, but it's the truth. Have, have I been reckless at some times? Yeah, I, I'll admit that I have been. And I, I've got to get back into a better routine and be more vigilant like I was at the beginning of this pandemic. I, I know a lot of you people are like, oh, Tono, you're such a pussy. You know how my mind works. Do, do you know or realize what it would do to me if I ended up uh, getting my parents sick and one of them died? Uh, it would not be good for me because I, I don't think I could handle that. That type of guilt would would be horrible. I'm just saying. So I'm trying to be as careful as I can, but those people in Tuscaloosa, they're like, fuck you. Nick Saban just won his seventh national championship. We are world beaters. Now, what you are is a super spreading event, not giving a damn about anybody in that area. They're going to have to shut that school down for a little while. It, that, that's the only way that they're going to be able to hold this down and keep it from getting out of control, which it might be too late. All right, before I go, I've been sitting on this story and I haven't gotten around to it. I don't understand why Americans are so like uptight when it comes to sex stuff because the Europeans, they just don't give an F. They, they really don't because Denmark is going to launch a children's TV show about a man with a giant penis. Now, John Dillerman, which I guess is the character, has an extraordinary penis, so extraordinary, in fact, that it can perform rescue operations, etch murals, hoist a flag, and even steal ice cream from children. All right, that's where I got a problem. So this dude's big-ass penis is stealing ice cream from children? 
How is that guy not in jail? I'm just saying. The show does not make sense at all. And by the way, I looked it up. Uh, I, I would, I would, before I looked it up, I thought that the Denmarks would have had smaller penises, but they are coming in at an average of 6.63 inches. 6.63 inches, which I think here in America, the average like penis size is six and a half. But uh, the Danish equivalent of BBC has a new animated series aimed at four to eight-year-olds. Now, come on. That might be just a little too young. (laughs) I mean, but maybe that's why the Europeans are not as uptight about sex. Because, listen, I've talked about this a lot, people. uh, How much misinformation that Generation X got growing up in high school because parents really, you know, we, we were considered the latchkey kids or latchkey kids, uh, which meant we had to come home, take care of ourselves, feed ourselves. Parents, both parents were either worked or they were divorced. So we had to learn a lot on our own. How much easier would it have been if we would have had something like Google back in the day to be able to search stuff? And now there are like wrong things, but I think kids are smart enough to be able to work it out. But the misinformation we got from our like close friends or just random people around our age. Oh my God. It was so crazy. I was confused growing up as a kid about sex at all. Like what is a big penis? How do you do it? How do you do this? How do you do that? You know, because like when I was younger, I thought doggy style was anal. I didn't, I didn't realize that when a woman bent over, you could see the vagina right there and 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 hit it from behind. But I because I always thought it was like, oh, you were doggy style. That was anal sex. But come to find out, man, all the years later, I was like, oh, OK. Doggy style is not that like unique. I mean, it's great. But damn it. Like that's that's how confused kids can be in their younger ages. And that's why I thought it would have been so much easier to have. Google that we could be able to look this stuff up. But, you know, this show is made for a four to eight year olds. And this is a show where the character, the animated character, steals children's ice cream with his big manhood. Since premiering on Saturday, opponents have condemned the idea of a man who cannot control his penis. Is this really the message we want to send to children while we're in the middle of a huge Me Too wave? Wrote the Danish author Anne Lise. Marstrand, Jorgensen, Jorgensen, I bet Jorgensen takes it. Uh, the show comes just months after the TV presenter Sophie Linden, Lindy, kickstarted Denmark's Me Too movement. Man, Denmark is way behind. I mean, the Me Too movement was so 28 or 2019. Uh, Christian Gross, an associate professor and gender researcher at, I'm not even going to try to say that, it's at some university, said he believed the program celebration of the power of the male genitalia could only set equality back. It's perpetuating the standard idea of patriarchal uh, society and normalizing locker room culture that used to be excuse of a lot of bad behavior from men. It's meant to be funny, so it's seen as harmless, but it's not, and we are teaching this to our kids. Uh, now, if it, if it wasn't for the age range that they were shooting for, I would have no problem with this show at all. I mean, I thought, it, I think it would have been kick ass that 
there was an animated uh, cartoon character, like in my like early teens or maybe like 11, 12-year-old range. I'd be like, hell yeah, this dude's got a big-ass dick, and he's just like running havoc with it. It just, it does not make any sense that they would either create this show for that age frame or people are going to make a big-ass deal about it and try to lump this in with the Me Too thing. I mean, once again, cancel culture. Now, if the... If, you know what, though? The first thing I would do is check the creator's hard drive. I know I talked about this yesterday with uh, about John from Funny to Informing, but goddamn, man. I mean, you really do have to check the hard drive of the creator of this just because of the scene where the guy with the giant penis in Denmark is stealing kids' ice cream cones. It's just not happening. And by the way, this is not an... African Denmark, I can't say African American. It's not a black person or a black guy that has a huge penis. And maybe this guy was like trying to overcompensate. Maybe he's got a micro penis and he's like, hell yeah, I'm going to write a character. Got a big ass penis that's going to steal little children from four to eight ice cream cones. And I don't give a damn. What are you going to do about Because I got a big ass penis. Yes. See, I've never been able to make that statement in my life until I played that character. All right. Going to wrap up the show, guys. Hope you enjoyed it today. Sorry about being all over the place. I hope you guys are being safe, and I will talk to you tomorrow. And that's the show for today. Thanks for listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hey, don't be a dickhead. Do us a favor. Like, share, and subscribe to the show. Also... Check out the Tuttle category at 315live.com. The Tuttle Daily Podcast is brought to you by the Vapor Shades Hobo Fish Camp. You want some cool-ass sunglasses? Check out Vaporshades.com. Also brought to you by StitchYouUp.com, PocketPairClub.com. Special thanks to show intern Hannah and Charlie Alamo for their contributions. Additional imaging and production is provided by CCA Productions. Facebook.com slash CCA Productions presents. Show voiceover service is brought to you by jcvoiceover.com. That guy's got a damn sexy voice. You should hire him. Check out jcvoiceover.com. If you want to help support the show, go to paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. Comments? Concerns? Or do you just want to let Tuttle know he's being a dickhead? Tuttle at gmail.com. That's Tuttle with two Ds at gmail.com. To follow all of Tuttle's social media, go to Tuttle.net. Thanks again for all your support, and we'll see you tomorrow on the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hey, yo, Terry, fuck going on?